This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy, Kyle, and producer Dave. And today, we're going to be talking HBO's new hit series, The Last of Us. This is going to be Season 1, Episode 8, entitled when we are in need and before we get into the episode i do want to reroute you over to bingetowntv.com as usual uh march is a pretty big month for bingetown tv we got the last of us obviously yellow jacket shadow and bone is right around the corner but go over to bingetowntv.com you can see our whole catalog all of our episodes were over like 350 now so i'm sure you can find something you like And of course, the easiest way you can support the podcast is just by hitting that follow subscribe button, whatever it may be. Just just hit the button, please. And thank you. We really appreciate the support. There we go. So let's get into this episode, guys. Episode eight and the pulse of the group chat was definitely positive. It is currently sitting at a nine point five on IMDb. So that's two for two there. And of course, this one's all about Ellie. Uh, mm-hmm. And a really great villain in this David character who just kind of the layers of the character unfold as the episode progresses and he kind of shows his true colors. But I think all in all, it was a really good episode, just very eerie, creepy, no infected again, but probably the biggest light being shed on humans descending into just being barbarians or like their yeah. most primal instincts, um, which is sometimes even scarier than the infected can be. But I'm going to toss it over to the rooks. What are we thinking here? Well, first of all, it's very nice to be back. Obviously, Dave and I took a bit of a hiatus last week to go win a, what is it even? I guess an adult recreational volleyball yeah. championship. <laughs> so uh, We're now champion TV. We've we've switched from binge town TV to champion, <laughs> champion TV. Champion town TV, champ town TV. <laughs> so. It feels good to come back after a win instead of uh, coming back after that devastating Eagles championship loss. So we're not all losers in the city of Philadelphia. But this episode (laughs) was I thought it was fantastic. After it ended, you know, you're always your emotions are jumbled and everything. And I said out loud, like, wow, that might be my favorite episode. Maybe besides episode three, who can say? But (laughs) I just the one thing I took away from it that just like one of the most like visceral things that hit me was like, I, I didn't even realize that we never really had like a religion component in the show yet. Yeah. It seems like so obvious that there would eventually be one. So like when they started that way, I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And I'm very interested to see where this goes. And it went way crazier than I thought it was going to go in a good way. 
Yeah, this was a banger of an episode. Probably my second favorite, still sitting behind five, I believe it was. This was a banger of an episode. My only complaint, which I'm not even going to say is a complaint because I'm kind of starting to realize that this isn't true, but my my complaint with the first six episodes has always been, you know, we haven't gotten enough clickers. But I think this episode really, for me, has established that this isn't really about the zombies itself. It's more about the people and the nature of what they do and the surroundings, the environment that they control. And so once I kind of let that resonate a little bit more with me and I set the expectations down to have actual clickers in each episode, I think I've been able to enjoy this show a lot more. And this episode was a perfect example of that because coming into it, I was like, we, you know, we're two episodes away from the finale. You know, we better get some clickers or at least some kind of clicker motion. But once I set those standards aside and kind of just watched it to view it as, you know, this isn't just a zombie apocalypse show. It's more about the nature of people. And I think this episode, again, probably my second favorite episode of the season so far. I think it's safe to say when it comes to any of the zombie apocalypse shows or anything where it's like post-apocalyptic. If when it the good stuff, like the good shows, there's nothing wrong with having like straight on action and fighting some zombies. But the good shows are about, like you said, Dave, the people and, and how they react to everything and whether they you know, rise up or fall down. We've seen all aspects of that. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, Walking Dead, very similar until it kind of went downhill. Like, it was always about the, the people, the relationships, everything like that. The Last of Us is nailing it on every aspect for that. I love this episode as well. Part of me was wondering, and we talked about this, Brian, uh, Dave and Kyle, you missed it last episode, but we were saying how we were wondering if they were going to have to pack too much into two episodes and part of me was hoping that this was going to be an hour episode or even like a little bit of an extra oomph maybe that 110 115 give me a little bit of that because i think they did nail it but there could have been a little bit more um there was some times where it was getting into the david stuff where it was jumping from one to the next the next the next and and while it was great i was like you could let it marinate a little bit for me but otherwise, I really, really enjoyed it. And I probably would put it as well as my second or third. Um, I'm on Kyle's side here about three is probably still number one. And then five is there. So, yeah, it, it's 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 close. And again, it's recency bias because it just happened and we just watched it. But, um, yeah, it was a great episode. Yeah. To build on Jimmy, what you just said and kind of Dave about they're not being infected. They actually did omit a very infected heavy scene from the video games that I mm. think probably could have added a lot to the development of Ellie and this character, uh, David, but I think we're going to get to that or I'll be sure to get to that when we get to that scene. But without mm -hmm, further ado, mm -hmm. are we ready to jump in here? Always. Let's do it. Yeah. So last episode, we had our snowy vibes. It is definitely well into winter. It is a harsh environment, just windswept, snowy, everything we see this town on the lake i just love the snowy vibes for this show it just works but we have this narration of who we find out to be david going right in with this religious angle he is immediately establishing himself as kind of a leader a preacher of religious a religious figure within this band of survivalists that are just hunkering down in this town uh, so what do what do we think about this first scene with the little girl and him? I I kind of want to pick your guys' brains. At what point do you guys realize David is the bad guy? Because it's not yet, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely much further into the episode, I would say. There's definitely like uh, many more scenes where he seems genuinely okay. And then it kind of, for me, I feel like it turned somewhat quickly. I guess I didn't, maybe I'm a terrible judge of character and I'm, I'm too comfortable around people, but he didn't seem like he was that creepy, crazy of a person until like, it seemed like he was almost not forced to be, but like Ellie obviously is not giving him what he wants. So he kind of freaks out. He seemed pretty kind. I mean, I'm generally wary of, overly religious characters mm -hmm. especially in situations and shows like this but i really yeah. thought that his background in it was effective and believable reasonable all of that so i liked him a lot as a religious character in the first half of the episode and then obviously he devolves a little bit yeah i think for me it was hard exactly what kyle was kind of saying it was a little bit hard deciphering whether you know he was going to be a good guy or how just how evil he was for me i think the selling point was when he slapped the girl that kind of was just like okay <laughs> that's I just like as bad as I, I laughed out loud when that happened yeah i was like okay this is where you kind of get the like the religious like nutcase aspect of yeah. it where you know and he calls himself i did like the aspect of him calling himself father to everyone like that's just it, it just seems like hand in hand with him being called father and religion and him building that's this following for me yeah. yeah he was an interesting character because of the religious aspect that we had been so missing in the first you know seven episodes and as they you know all the survivors are just funneling out of the steakhouse i guess it is and then we meet this james character who kind of has a one-on-one -on -one. he kind of seems like the right hand man almost a sounding board throughout the episode he david cares what this guy has to say shall we say uh so what do we think about he's this no james parody, character? Though, man yeah he's no, no absolutely not but maybe he could handle himself in front of a bloater better i personally <laughs> yeah, i liked david David was anti-team, anti-squad. You mean James? Is, oh, I'm sorry. We're talking Correct. about the uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, uh, James. James. Yeah, you would throw me off because I call you James sometimes. We had too. Kathleen <laughs> once well, in the yeah. show, and now oh, we have so James. In the show. Now we have James, and well, hmm, David I too. Kill Ellie. And David. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there one. not even realizing his <laughs> namesake. Um, the show's about us, actually. I yeah. enjoyed James. Like I said, anti-squad. But I liked him as a character. I thought him and David had like a good kind of duo. Maybe like obviously they worked well together if you want to go like in universe, but just as like a viewer watching, I liked their kind of like back and forth and the way that they reacted to things, the way that James would kind of show displeasure with David and then David would show it back to James about things. And I, I honestly, I genuinely enjoyed him. Yeah, I enjoyed him too. Not much to dive off of that. The one thing that was confusing for me, at least, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but we did see these two like briefly at last episode, right? Like we did see this whole faction last episode briefly, or maybe maybe I'm thinking of something else. You're watching the, the trail. That, yeah, that yeah. might have been yeah. it. Because the only, the, the, only thing that's, the, the only thing that's like that was confusing for me was I honestly thought that they were a part of the same town that Tommy and them were from because you, they were both living in a snowy, you know, deserted field that I just it looked to be the same to me. So at, early on, it was hard for me to determine because especially when Ellie and them clash early on about the deer. I'm thinking, like, why doesn't she just tell him be, that, like, they know Tommy? But it obviously full circle. That would be funny. Uh, yeah. So you're so you were thinking that when this episode starts, that Tommy's town has like this yes. religious cult kind of thing. Yes. I guess it's not necessarily cult right away, but okay, yes. okay. So yeah, I mean, that would suck for that town if that was what they were doing, eating people and having some yeah. leaders named David. But I mean, Brian, Whoa. me and you, 
Me and you, yeah. man. That was yeah. this is tough because we knew what David was going to be right away. So mm-hmm. as soon as he he comes on the screen, I'm like, oh, you little bastard. Like you Kyle know, said, so- everybody should be wary of any character that's introduced in this show that isn't Joel or Ellie. And even be wary about them. They're they're kind of, you know. Yeah, just like a general thought basing off of that is like I think this episode did a great job of like kind of giving us perspective on our characters like we're obviously pro squad pro team for sure like I'll defend Joel and Ellie in the fucking war crime tribunal in Geneva whenever they want me to but like (laughs) gives us a little perspective of like what their actually impact is on other characters I thought that was actually nice for us it's interesting too because None of the characters, like, there's no good character. Like, even our main characters, Joel and Ellie, they are far from being good. Like, Joel had just murdered yeah. a father. That was, like, one of the main reasons they were just searching yeah, for Joel and Ellie. Himself. Yeah, he's yeah. defending himself in, like, his past. <laughs> like, even Ellie has, you know, had some dark uh, demons in her. Like, no one is good. So even David, who thinks he's the, the perfect good you can get by following God and everything, clearly also has some demons. So I think it's just interesting. Like, there's no good characters. That's just really it at the end of the day. Did you connect the dots, Dave, at the beginning? Did you, or was that a thought in your head at all when they mentioned that the little girl lost her dad and that it could have possibly been the guy that Joel killed? It took. It definitely took me a little bit longer than it should yeah, have. I, think, I didn't catch it until they literally told us, so. dude. Dude, I didn't catch it, and I mean, not that I, not that this isn't is in the game or anything, but like. I know and Brian knows what the deal is with like the the resort and David and and James and all this stuff, but at the same time. Because they started off like with the religious background where obviously David's bad, but the the people, they don't know anything. It doesn't seem like they know anything. They don't know they're eating people. They don't know what David is. Mm-hmm. There's so- only a couple people that know that and are privy to it. But I was going, all right, well, if they're saying that this girl, the, all, this girl who's having the mom and everybody pray, her dad is the one that was the hunter. They looked pretty like barbaric, those four hunters that were were going after Joel. I mean, they saw that there was a person and they were chasing him down and he didn't even have a second to to do anything. The guy turned around and or Joel turned around. The guy swung whatever it was, an axe or whatever the hell it was at him. So that was pretty hunter ish, not, you know, I'm Mm. I'm a religious man ish, you know, so that's where I was a little bit confused at first going. It has to be that. And then when they said it, I was like, okay, but <laughs> yeah, me, and, me and Luke while watching, I think we were talking for like, we had to pause it for a second. We we're like, who were they talking about with the father? And then I it clicked for me, like after we had paused it and discussed it, I was like, okay, last episode, some random scavenger got killed. It must've been that guy that they were referring to. And they, it was, they lulled us to sleep with the flashback episode. Yeah. That, that might've been what it was. <laughs> it was okay, like the perfect right. break where it was like, you're right. I it was two episodes. forgot again. about the other guy. Right. Yeah. Right, it was right, two episodes yeah. ago. That's yep. why. Yep. Yeah. That brings us to our first visual of Ellie and Joel in this scene. You know, Joel is still kind of feverish in bed. Ellie's trying her best to take care of him. No resources. She's like completely out of her depth here, but she's a little bit bored. Joel's asleep. She looks over at the rifle, picks up the rifle, decides to go hunting. Uh, This was pretty long segment of the game. I remember you kind of tracked down this deer for about a good 15, 20 minutes. It's a really cool game. little stretch of gameplay in the video game. So I appreciated them doing this. She actually does not kill the bunny, which she does very much take out with a bow and arrow in the game. But then she does track this deer, which leads us to James and David. I loved how she was trying to mask her voice before they turned around to give the impression. (laughs) Maybe she was just like a younger boy and stuff like that. 
Um, she handles herself as well as she can. And it just goes to show this isn't her first rodeo. This is like her 15th time being in one of these wild situations. She knows how to handle herself and she does just that. Uh, but David is kind of able to manipulate the situation, talk her off the ledge and kind of be like, let's take shelter. So just give me your impressions on how this first interaction between Ellie and David goes. Uh, are you starting to see the cracks in David at this point or not yet? No, still not no. yet. He definitely had yeah. me. It, it it was like I was still kind of nervous for Ellie here, and it was kind of like when you get the conclusion of it, I'm going to jump to the end, but we'll obviously circle back and talk about all of it, of just like the fact that she pretty much ended up letting her guard down and getting taken from behind and essentially is lucky that David is David. At least that's part of David. He lets come out because like they easily could have just killed her and like it would oh, yeah. oh james was on the was i think ready to pull that trigger the moment oh, like no, he, he wanted pieces to. He it, yeah pissed. the moment he pieced it together that that was the girl that the other scavengers had referenced like there was a guy and a girl he was i think so ready to pull the trigger and like even i think that was part of the reason why he was so hesitant to go back to the village in the first place not even just to provide resources for ellie but it's just like dude this girl has just killed one of our own i'm gonna like i'm gonna leave you here with her so yeah, I think overall, though, Ellie has just been this was probably my favorite Ellie episode, and it's only ever been getting higher and higher in terms of just my compliments and me loving her. And this episode, she was just full on badass, man. She did not seem like a little girl in this episode at all. She seemed like she was right there at the level, maybe not right there at the level of Joel, but, yeah, you know, Ellie's still capable, <laughs> of, even if something I'm now feeling confident in the point that, like, if something were to happen to Joel, which it, I mean, it did. But she could at least continue on her own if it ever got to that point of, you know, Joel being actually killed off. Yeah. I don't think it will happen, but I just it was cool to see that Ellie does have those survival skills now. It was a bit of a mixed, I would say, like result for her. I was proud of her that she like, you know, thinks to bargain for the medical supplies. And that was like a great move. And it ends up working out. But then obviously the negative was that, like, if it was anyone else, she probably would have ended up dying anyway. So I like that they showed like her experience but the fact that she still isn't completely kind of there as like this rugged survivalist yeah. which would be kind of too much i would think i would say of growth for her over however many episodes you're right she's not fully fleshed out survivalist like even her escape plan to distract the guys from getting to joel wasn't like i guess a great plan in itself it was the right idea but it could have been probably executed a little differently and better but i think yeah Again, she's, she, she has her flaws, but she's great still. She's so funny when she goes, hey, fuckers, and then just starts shooting at them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there, obviously, but that just made me laugh. Yeah, and I don't want to go any further without giving some props here. So James, his actor is Troy Baker, mm-hmm. and Troy Baker is the voice of Joel That's from the video mean. game. So, we, you know, that was, that was awesome. We have already... Two in the past. I don't know. There's some for the finale. There, there is one more actor. Apparently, that's all I can say. But um, yeah, yeah we do have. Uh, we have. This is our third voice actor from the games. And you know, being the voice actor, you're also all. They're also whatever they have the whatever they're called. Everything on them. They're doing the the animation and the whatever. The, what is that he was called? A good actor. Motion picture. Motion. Yeah, motion, motion capture. Mocap. Yeah, motion capture. So that was it. Yeah. I, like, I wouldn't have thought, and not that I, like you said, that voice actors aren't actors, but he was genuinely like a good actor, I thought. Yeah. 
it was funny. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the um, like them discussing the episode at the very end, but it was really cool how he was just like talking about how he had to basically like, you know, go from being Joel to what he thought was going to be a clicker role, but ended up being like a little obviously a bigger, a little bit bigger of a role for him. And, you know, he it was cool hearing his perspective on, you know, I'm no longer in the mindset of like, I am Joel. I'm the good guy, quote unquote. I have to switch my mindset entirely to be this villain. So it was really cool hearing him talk about that. He did a really great job of like a consistently melancholy expression. Like he just felt like depressed and like on his last like straw and like all that stuff that that I thought Mm -hmm. was just like really well. I really felt like the desperation off of him the whole episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can tell that David was, you know, ego arrogant with with what he is. And then he obviously gives his speech to. Ellie later explaining the quote unquote like evil inside him or the violent side of him. But yeah, James just looked like he was following David because life sucks, man. And, and yeah, somebody needs to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his um, David. This is when he says like he gets his background when he's talking to Ellie and he says essentially like I found God after the apocalypse. Yeah. Just like an interesting thing to think about if like everything goes to shit and you just need something and ellie kind of makes fun of it which would be my perspective of it would be like i don't think i would turn to religion after i watched all of this shit yeah. happen around me <laughs> yeah. but it was still inter- an interesting perspective on it mm-hmm. well jimmy i don't remember him being a preacher in the game is that an element they added to the character for the show yeah I feel like they did because it rhymes it rhymes so That's yeah right. so they made david even creepier in mm. the show because they made him a teacher who became a preacher and then we know his his bad side his violent side his awful side that's in the game but his background isn't in the game so having that background and knowing yeah. that he probably was like that in the past too before the apocalypse just makes him even worse and i know what we you know we're this is really jumping the gun here but he gives ellie this speech about how he finds God or whatever, but then he's talking about how he thinks they're similar, and then he brings up how the cordyceps is answering his questions and and symbolizing a lot for him. Did you take it like he wasn't really following God and he, and God was the cordyceps to him, or God or or that God just put the cordyceps on Earth to do what they do? Because like when he's given that speech, I literally was like. So what is he like worshiping the quarterceps now? Like, is he worshiping I mean, it, the infected? It, it goes into what I was saying about like him calling himself father. Like that's kind of eerily similar to, you know, calling yourself God almost. Yeah. I thought he was using kind of the quarterceps as a comparison to almost justify what he's doing. He he wasn't yeah. saying they were like God sent. He was just kind of saying, you know, they only are the way that they are because they they're fruitful they want to multiply and they want to protect their own even if that means violence against others and just because we think they're creepy fungus they think that they're family and they're protecting their family and protecting the future of the species at all costs and he's like take all that that's what we have to be doing now that's what we're up against i'm going to survive keep my people safe at all costs like a quarter step so i don't think he was comparing them to a higher power or anything like that. But hey, that's just me. Well yeah, that's said. money. I, I like what you just said. Yeah. And also, Jimmy, did you catch that? He said previously he was from the Pittsburgh QZ, which yeah. he said the events that in the show happened in Kansas City, a fallen QZ actually mm. happened in Pittsburgh in the game. So I think that was a yep. tip of the cap to the games. Mm. 
uh, and just some more world building, which I can't get enough of. But yes, this is where we get the reveal. And I thought it was very well done, just conversationally turning the table, saying, ah, yes. And the troop that I sent out scavenging returned with one less man and said that they were hunted down by a crazy man and traveling with a little girl. And it she just kind of tightens up on the rifle. James is in the doorway. I thought this was all very well done. Uh, this is also the scene where in the video games, infected attack David and Ellie, and they are kind of forced to cooperate, mm-hmm. which lends to her trusting him even more um, in the video game. She, it's not a rifle that she has pointed at them. She was bow hunting. So she only has a bow and arrow and David kind of like plays dumb and lets her have control of the situation. And then when infected attack, he reveals that he had a revolver the whole time. So he could have like, yeah, he was never in any danger. He could have asserted himself on the situation in the video game, but I, like- I was a little, little disappointed. They omitted the infected attack. I think it would have added a little bit to her trusting him more. Um, also, I just like the infected, but I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, obviously, I'm always, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm, you know, I'm always in for more infected. But now that you brought it up, I kind of do like how the show went about it because this is a different, I guess, this enables a trust in a different sense because James clearly had a shot at Ellie. Like, Ellie had no idea that he was even coming up from behind him. And for David to be the one to be like, hey, James, you can put your gun down. That for Ellie. See, even here, I'm thinking like David might be a good guy because of how he's treating Ellie and how he prevented James from taking the shot on her when he fully had the opportunity to do that and then take a full deer to back to their starving people. Like David had plenty of opportunities to capitalize, but he just kept it. He chose to keep Ellie around. Um, and I think that was actually a really good decision. But of course, you know, I'm going to agree with you in the sense that clickers are always nice, too. It, I mean, um, you fi- yeah, that's that's the problem because you find out why he's keeping her around, which is the big problem. But mm-hmm. yeah, even me knowing what the deal is, I agree with you guys. Like, I wanted to pick apart everything, but all the way until pretty much he smacks the girl, unless I'm missing something right before that. That's kind of the start of the reveal of yeah. who he is. But I mean, all the way up to him saying, "James, put the gun down. We're gonna give her the medicine." We're going to let her go. My head went right to for a TV show, pretending I don't know the game. It was just like, hey, we're just going to freaking file her track. She's going to go right home yeah. and then we'll get to Joel, which, you know, that's another thing about Ellie's inexperience. Joel would have known that. But Ellie just ran right home. But, you know, whether she did, we didn't see the scenes. We don't know if she actually covered any tracks or not. But yeah, all the way up until that point, I was I as pretending like I don't know who David is was like, I mean, he's he's coming off fine for Kyle and David right now, I would say. And David, yeah. Kyle and <laughs> Dave right now. <laughs> so the exchange happens. David lets Ellie escape with the penicillin. They take the deer back to their village. We get this shot of Ellie contemplating how one injects someone with penicillin because who the hell would know? I once upon a time studied four years pre-med. I don't know how I would go about it. She <laughs> opts to just inject it right into the wound. You know, whatever. This, I, these were, yeah. I don't know what the dose is. I don't know yeah. if this is that the right way. Exactly. Am I, just yeah, shooting him up? Be... And I was like, oh man, okay. <laughs> Luke and I were saying the same thing. Luke, like she injects him right in the wound and Luke's like, you don't want to do it there. And I was like, where do we, do you go for the vein on the arm? Is that where you would want to do it? I don't know because I have, again, obviously no idea how it works, but I, Part of me, like a working theory, because obviously we get to a point where Joel is out and about and he's moving around and it's a little bit labored, but like it's infinitely better than it was a day, 
six hours, two hours ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's just on like a like a berserker high and it's gonna crash. Yeah. Like I don't want like him to go out with a whimper because of like of this. Like I feel like I want like an active. If he's gonna go out, like it better be an active finale. So I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Maybe being like a miracle cure for him a little bit, but it did feel a little. I was like, he is just like really getting after it right now. He's <laughs> been like bedridden for the past two episodes. Yeah. Once he, once she kind of gets, gets him semi-conscious, communicates what the deal is, I could understand Joel, like, riding a berserker high, like, gotta the save adrenaline. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I kind of just completely overlooked it because <laughs> I enjoyed this episode a lot. Yeah. yeah. Brian, I don't know. We can decide together if we want to say the difference between the show and the game with how he gets injured. But... I mean, in the game, it's even more unrealistic. So yeah. just take it for what it is. <laughs> okay, fair. Should we yeah. say it? No, yeah. What he, do you get? He, how he gets injured? He falls off like a second story at the university and gets impaled, kind of like <laughs> through the gut, like a oh pipe through the gut. Yeah. And actually, after that, Ellie like gets him off of Pulls it. And he still of has it. to like stumble out of the university to the horse he fights oh like six God. people off not just wrestle one guy and gets <laughs> oh off on a horse with a hole in his stomach you're like playing yeah. ellie's oh like so gotcha on one shoulder it is much worse but like <laughs> it wouldn't be realistic for the show i don't Dude, think oh, yeah. so no, it would right. be crazy yeah. if they yeah. threw pedro pascal out of a building onto a fucking spike that's not exactly only is how it I hilarious think. not only is it hilarious that he falls onto a spike and it goes through his body i mean from where he fell in the game on his back. you would say like ow that would freaking hurt bro like that would break my back maybe or <laughs> yeah. like oh give me a concussion God. knock me out instead it's... he gets impaled also and then they're just like hey give you that <laughs> med kit let's let's bandage that thing up i don't know if you remember brian <laughs> but like Ellie just does her thing mm-hmm. with the hand or Joel, like wrap the tape around, wrap the yeah. tape around. All right, our health's back to normal. All right, we're good. <laughs> that's, it's that's funny because funny. that's exactly how I didn't want Tess to go out in episode, what was it, two? I was like, if she falls off the like the ledge here and just like dies, like that's exactly what happened. It sounds like exactly what happens to Joel here is that he's yeah. like on a ledge and he just falls off. You know, it's crazy. I was, um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do when it comes to how much they change for the game to the show, but I thought it would have been interesting I don't know if you guys are seeing this or not, but like when she was showing or when she brought the needle out and she kept looking at his his scar or his wound, whatever you want to call it, and she stabs it. I was thinking it looked like a bite. Yeah, it did. you know, like and uh, it could have been a fake out, just like how she says, hey, I'm infected. Hey, I'm infected. Like it could have went the other way around and him saying I'm infected if that was a necessary thing. But instead, he just kicks some ass and takes names and just moves on. But does um, he ever? Yeah. <laughs> Badass Joel, man. <laughs> So yeah, who wants to see a kid get slapped? <laughs> that's what we're about I to talk, talk about. about. It. I yeah, want to talk he about brings it. Brings the deer in, um, and he right away says the plan. Okay, I let her go so we could double back and try and chase down this crazy man and bring him to justice. And this little girl immediately upset about her father says we should kill him both. And David didn't like that. No, he did not. He keeps that pim hand strong. Yeah. Yeah, got right. it. That that's crazy. how he. Yeah, that's how he keeps the civilians in line. You just got to smack a child every once. That is. Every couple this of months. This was honestly, I'm, I'm potentially yeah, a little bit embarrassed to say this, but the slapping wasn't like a completely like evil guy radar going off. It felt like you know we're in an apocalypse. It's difficult to keep this many people under line. It's a harsh winter. Like you have to put your foot down at some level. But the big thing for me was that when they give out the food, like he had way more food than everyone. Oh else. yeah, 
He had a fat plate. plate was full as hell. Yeah. And they were like scraping like the bottom of their bowls after like three bites. And I was like, ah, that doesn't so, sit right with me. Couple things I thought of here. One, he's the leader, so it might be like a flex. I get more. I gotta keep myself alive. Uh, Number two, this was amazing because you hear the masses go right to their plate, like slurping all that stuff up, and then it goes to James, who is probably privy to the fact that they're eating humans right now, and he's like contemplating with every bite, like straight out of the hundred kind of yeah, stuff I, like really struggling that's with a what good he's point. doing i didn't even just, notice that that's they were really yeah, he takes a little yeah. this is another tip of the cap to david is far past the point of uh having any humanity restricting him hmm. left james is not going to get a double serving of human <laughs> whereas david is just going to be like well we got more Kill meat me <laughs> Give it to waste. Um, yeah, and funny. probably you don't want to give the daughter of the man they're eating an extra portion. So, yeah, David's going to bite bite that bullet. So yeah. I thought they gave us a lot to think about with just like 10 seconds of people going That's after true. their food. Um, yeah, I thought he was like also, totally sliding in onto the daughter, the new widow. It felt like like he was sitting at the table and he was like, you know, just because you lost the daddy ain't mean you ain't got a daddy. And I was just like, <laughs> I think he's trying to bang her mom. But now looking back, he's trying fucking trying to bang her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. what I was going to ask. So first of all, this sh- this has a lot of rewatch value this entire episode, obviously, because mm-hmm. you get what a half hour, almost 35, 40 minutes before we see the real david when it comes to every aspect of you know preying on children the cannibalism all that kind of stuff you rewind it and rewatch it and you're seeing how he was acting towards ellie how he wanted to keep her alive same thing for when um they're going after joel and and she's trying to do the distraction and he wants to keep her alive at like all costs and you're like why the hell does he care that much and then when it comes to this part with smacking the girl my question to you guys was did you think that she was one of his victims currently or do you think that she's just like there in the town and she's just sad because her dad died and it is what it is and maybe she's a potential victim but i'm I'm gonna be honest i didn't get a single vibe of pedophilia up until the very end of when he was about to do whatever he was with ellie like i didn't even think like I, I thought he was just a cannibal i didn't think he was a pedo and a cannibal i i thought that's that part came out of left field for me that felt like it was not like drilled home that he was doing that to other people so for me it i didn't see it as a, as her being a victim i just thought yeah. that she was just a victim of the scenario of being slapped <laughs> like i mm-hmm, said mm-hmm. i thought he was making a move on the mom like the new widow right I he well was at the time you don't know time. anything else yeah i thought yeah. he was wasting no time to dig that out but <laughs> I think he was. So, I mean, are they eating the dad? Did the three hunters bring the dad back and they're eating the yeah. dad? Or, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. No, no, I no, mean, no, how they, are they getting that's that's a good they, question. Like, how are they getting dead bodies to hang up to, to butcher without people knowing that their people are dying unless they're literally going to what find people? They 100% they 100% said, Can we bury my dad? And he's yeah, like, No, the winter. Yeah, the winter, which yeah. again, great didn't, point. It was a good point in the moment for me. I didn't even, again, think of it as cannibalism up until like we see the ear, honestly. So when they're saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like the ground's hard. It's covered in snow. Like if you were to just bury him in snow, like you would just see the body five months from now anyway. So I didn't. But yes, I think that they were planning on eating the father, if not had already eaten him. Yeah. And it's hard again. I said this a million times, just knowing everything already. I mean, when they 
bring the venison, quote unquote, venison yeah, yeah. to mm. this to the lady for the stew. Was that the mom? I can't yeah, remember. That was that yeah. was definitely the dad then looking back. Yeah, but yeah, and then and like it's you know, what is this? And then he says, you know, venison. She kind of like even her, she like kind of makes like a look. Now that can easily go by you if you didn't play the game at this point. But again, the rewatch value of knowing in hindsight. You look at that scene and you're like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. And again, hey, I want to give the props to the hundred because it's it's by design. Obviously, they want the cannibalism to be a secret, a surprise. So they made it look straight up like game meat, like you know, it's just mm-hmm. venison. But I'll never forget what they made it look like in the hundred. And <laughs> oh gosh, it still turns my stomach. I mean, if you want to, to think of it that way, where it's like here it is right in front of you. And obviously you can't be there and it's not a real thing. It's something you're watching on TV. The hundred did it perfectly in a, in a way that's just like, Oh my gosh, I can't even freaking look at that. It's turning my stomach so badly. Very unsettling. I agree. So let's, let's steer away from the cannibals for a hot second and return <laughs> to Ellie and Joel. Um, just Ellie holding down the fort again, waking up in the morning, giving him his penicillin shot, getting a bucket full of snow to like water the horse, I guess, like feet. It's yeah, not feeding yeah. the horse. Give the horse a drink, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You feed uh, it snow. Probably. I thought she was going to be packing don't his drink wound with the, with the snow, <laughs> Kyle. And I was going to be giving you props, dude. Hey, hey. But no. yeah, she sees a flock of birds just get disturbed and fly away. She goes to investigate over here's the man approaching and immediately jumps into action, you know, gives Joel the knife, props him up and it's like, yo, you got to kill these motherfuckers if they do get to you, dude. <laughs> do not fall asleep. Do not fall asleep. All right. I'm going to lead him away. I'm out. Um, classic Ellie. Like trying to do too much, in my opinion. Stop in the middle of the road. Hey, motherfuckers, fire, fire, fire. Then gallop away. All she had to do was be like, as she's galloping past, like whistle or something, like clap, yeah. and then like don't break yeah. your stride, I was even girl. thinking you don't even need to bring attention as long as they see the footprints of the yeah. horse. That alone might be enough to be like, okay, they left on horseback. Like, it, let's try and track yeah, them. It that had way. to be something that got their immediate attention so they wouldn't look You're at right. the houses. Yeah, you know, they right. wouldn't turn back around towards Ellie if it's just the tracks, but something like you said, Brian, where just even if you're going to shoot the gun, just shoot it in the air and keep the, the, the stride of the horse going. I mean, and and I don't me- even know, like, was she just trying to distract them? Was she aiming at them? <laughs> I don't freaking know. I mean, if She's I was her, I'd be freaking. Yeah, I would, I'd be aiming at them. And to keep nitpicking, I mean, she could have easily just had also gathered momentum and speed and then maybe fired the gun and said, hey, fuckers, rather than like kind of standing there saying, hey, yeah. fuckers, for them to like. She could have. But she just cut off so quickly, so spectacularly. I was even kind of <laughs> yeah, confused. No. I was like, is she just like banging rights and like just keep circling <laughs> yeah, back right. towards them? Like, how is he just like cutting through a backyard and getting right next to her? I was a little confused by that, but it was whatever. Just the scene of the horse getting shot and her flying was like, oh my God. I'm yeah. Fucked. James lines it up and just uh, takes a shot. James um, knows what he's doing, man. Yeah, and this was another kind of positive for David if you could overlook the slap like Kyle could because James and his boys wanted to kill her. And if you take a step back from us loving Joel and Ellie, like that is the correct um, advice to give your leader as a right-hand man. It's like, hey, it's an extra mouth to feed. Her posse tried to kill our boys. Like, this is sign too. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're privy. Especially when you're privy to, it's not just another mouth to feed. It's another mouth to feed human body parts. Yeah, you know, so it's a well, double yeah, whammy. Instead of right having there. to feed her, you 
feed her to other people. Yeah. Yeah, geez. That's a win. That. Well, in any rate, James says no. He stops it before they can kill Ellie. Uh, puts Ellie in his arms and like walks her back. Leaves two of his men behind to go door to door to try and look for Joel. So one such man from the party while searching <laughs> for Joel is unlucky enough to stumble upon the very basement that Joel is residing in and Joel gets the jump on him. This is a really good ruthless Joel episode. And I think me oh, and yeah. Jimmy were critiquing them for not showing his dark side that is on full display in the video games. I think this whole scene of him, well, this scene and then the subsequent interrogation scene is Oh, very good representation awesome, of joel's character so mm-hmm, we'll get to that mm-hmm. um kind of jumping back and forth here we flashed to ellie waking up in the jail cell in david's village um and they kind of have the first conversation while she's in the cell where he wants her to join him she is standoffish as per usual i don't know not too much to get here of course she's not going to join this guy at this point in time is this when they yeah. hold hands through the cell yeah mm-hmm. so dave this is my question to you the hold hands part that that didn't do anything for you in that way no because again it was he <laughs> oh like i mean if you if i guess if you're like a preacher and you're a fatherly figure you're trying to be like hey like and plus, hand on like, the shoulder hand on the whatever because the only thing you could touch is the hand but i mean again i don't know man i had the preconceived and, notion and, so i was like no yeah and plus well for me it was he grabbed the bar first and then ellie was the one that put her hand on his and then he countered by putting his hand uh, on top of her no 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 right? no she, she put her yeah, yeah, yeah she doubles it up oh okay okay Either way, I didn't get sexual vibes because I'm just like I'm seeing it as him trying to just like bring in to me again. I'm watching with fresh eyes at this moment. I'm thinking, okay, he's just again, just trying to be extra nice and recruit her. Since we're talking about it, Jimmy obviously had his preconceived notions because the voice actor and Neil Druckmann have confirmed that the character David in the video game very much had sexual intentions for Ellie past this. That is his prime ultimatum of leaving her alive. I will say in the show, they definitely made it a read between the lines kind of thing. Yeah. I I think if you were only watching the show, we weren't talking about it on this podcast. I don't even think you can confirm from that line where he says, I like the fight. That's my favorite part. He could just like fucking killing kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it's I don't, super I... creepy. Again, it's a read between the lines thing. I, I full on think they were giving us enough evidence to come yes. to that conclusion. But yes. Dave, I... I probably wouldn't have seen it by any one instance that they gave us in this show. You have to kind of paint that picture for yourself. Yes, you're right. Like it is read between the lines, at least for me. Right. When he put his hand on the, the dar the dar, the fucking jail door. (laughs) I like knew hundred percent. I was like, Oh, that went over my head. We could do great things together. And like, he's like, I need a partner, like an equal. And I was like, you don't even know her. (laughs) Like, where is this coming from? And I guess that would have, that would have maybe been less obvious with the clicker scene of them together. Cause he could have like, it could have interpreted it that way. But without that scene, I was, I went right to, yeah being sexual and i mean whether it's right or wrong to have this preconceived notion of the i guess specifically catholic church of you know what's going on there potentially i I don't even know the right words it said the past of the catholic church reminds me of a a great line from succession in season one but for me it was alarm bells immediately i was like oh okay he is just Hmm. he's he's, yeah i I think the combination with what he was saying yeah i mean like like kyle like what you said 
he was acting like it's like I'll be the king and you'll be the queen yeah. and I need some, I like, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, anything, like, I, I feel like James has been like a perfectly fine friend, equal partner, like yeah, didn't seem like right. there was anything wrong with James, but I guess the thing wrong with him is that he's an adult male. <laughs> well, to be, fair, to be fair, J- James was disagreeing on him on several occasions. In the show. I, th- and, yeah. I think they showed us that specifically. Yeah, well, even yeah, in the first it, scene, he, he like, just wants someone to fucking just suck up to him. I guess absolutely. Like, if you're actually does. a leader. Yeah. First well, of all, you're not path. taking the biggest plate, and second of all, you'd want people around you that are able to check you on your shoe. Yeah. Yeah, and if if the conversation didn't go the way it did, and maybe if I didn't have the preconceived notion, like if he said it in a different way with different words, I could have seen it as maybe like again the I'm the father, you're the daughter, I'm the father to everybody. See me as the the leader, you know, just like the cult thing, you know, oh, follow me, and then he puts his hand on her hand. Yeah, that that's one thing. But doing like the you're you'll be my equal and like again yeah, i'm the king weird. you're the queen i need you it just you know that that's where i was like no nah, i don't know man and the pedophile angle certainly makes it all the more unsettling that he was a teacher before exactly the outbreak. so, so. Uh, that's actually one of my questions that i had is so I, i'm sure that this post-apocalyptic world brought out obviously the worst in him but do you think he was a good teacher like just nope. a real quick question. Like, do you think he, he was like hitting kids? He seems good, like speaking in front of a group and making people feel comfortable. Yes, I but agree. like, if he was having these thoughts while he was a teacher, obviously, he that's probably not I a mean, good yeah, I mean, I think a lot of predators are good at doing that, like making people feel You're comfortable. Right. And so, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good question, though, Dave. Like, I guess deep down, was it always a thing? Like, did he do it? Did he act on it or did he wait until the apocalypse just like shit hit the fan? And, and it, like you said, brings out the worst in everyone. And that's when he starts acting on it. Mm. I guess we'll never know. But yeah, think, th- has, has there been a character that's commented on that in the season of like how it's like revealed the true nature of people? Not that it's made them evil or something like that. I feel like they've we've had that conversation before, but I could just definitely one of Borderland us comes to mind. That is probably what I'm thinking of. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, in any rate, like I said, we were flashing back and forth between David slash Ellie and Joel just going on a revenge tour. So let's get back to that revenge tour yeah. where Joel, you know, kind of is just playing with his prey and you need to coax this information out of the only two people that, you know, are confirmed with the group. He's going to get yeah. that information. Uh, threatening to pop someone's kneecap out. Oh, yes. <laughs> going for the stab without even really asking anything and being like, these are the stakes. Your kneecaps coming out. I, I couldn't. I don't think I would, I would be a good torturer. If I'm being honest, I, I couldn't do that shit. But yeah, I'd be like, dude, I'm so sorry. Is that hurt? <laughs> I also feel like I would be a terrible tortured. I would pass out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, we <laughs> would just not be productive. Yeah. Have you ever seen my pain ever, tolerance is not high enough be to fainting you- on each other. <laughs> Nobody would get any information. Is it, is it, yeah, it is it Deadpool best. one or two when it's like Deadpool's sidekick, the guy that works at the bar who's like a complete nerd, like he gets yeah. captured by the guy. And he's like, oh, I'm going to like torture the shit out of you. And he's like, like, I will literally tell you anything you want. Like, I don't handle pain well at <laughs> yeah. all. Like, that would be me. Yeah. Be me. yeah. yeah. He's like, I just cry when I stub my toe. Like, if you're going <laughs> to like, he's talking about breaking all of his fingers. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. for sure. Well, I just this was 
ignoring the fact that he had taken a complete 180 from laying on the bed to doing yeah. all this, I was, and I, I guess also ignoring how fucked up it is in pure objective terms, I was living for this. I thought it was yeah, just yeah. so great to watch. He was high on that penicillin. and was, yeah. was he getting shit done? I fucking loved seeing the side of Joel because it has been a little bit because a lot of the past few episodes besides the last episode with Ellie's backstory, you know, had been building him up to be that father figure and kind of switching him to become a, a quote-unquote nicer guy but this was just a complete revert back to his old self because i'm sure he was having flashes of his his um his first daughter sarah was it yep yeah yeah he was probably having flashes of sarah and then when he wakes up and ellie's not around and having known that ellie was telling him that these people are looking for him like there's no time to to even be the nice guy here you got to just get as much information as you can even if it's correct you got to fuck these guys up because they still at the end of the day took ellie and even though he doesn't know they're cannibals it was still the right decision it was so badass i guess in a fucked up roundabout way when he just like automatically kills the second guy <laughs> yeah, and yeah i was yeah. just like oh, yeah. i won't tell you shit or whatever after he kills him and he's like that don't matter like i believe him yeah, <laughs> that that guy time. was telling the truth. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. Just like he put I, a lot of faith in that guy's ability to fucking point with the knife. Like that was just with like his a mouth. Funny yeah, yeah, that was great. Everything about it, just putting the knife in his mouth in the first place, was amazing. And he knew that he had broken this guy, and the second guy was the cocksmack that probably would have yeah. resisted. He's <laughs> like, oh, I, I've already been working on the one that I should have been working on. So, yeah. just great. I mean, horrific, but great Joel scene, especially for mm-hmm. people who were waiting for this side of him to come out because yeah. it's been a little bit lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Joel really just takes that information and goes to the resort, which I don't think we've said. I think a lot of the key places of the resort looked fantastic, especially oh, the yes. steakhouse, which is very prominent in the video games. Um, I, yeah, honestly, Misha, I didn't notice like anything <laughs> specific about the setting. <laughs> it was just really cold and snowy <laughs> yeah again it still reminded me of where tommy was like the 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 scenery kind of looked very similar especially when you have piles of snow on all the buildings it makes it like harder to distinguish them so that's that nice again walkable downtown main street yeah it's still like exactly and like so that's why for me it was still a little bit confusing i think by now i definitely had separated the two groups but it was still hard for me to determine like how is this I would not hope by now you separate yeah you. by now i had <laughs> yeah. but like it was early on it was hard for me to decipher like is this not tommy's like yeah i'm gonna totally eat ellie man yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna chop her up man yeah that was uh ellie's the Tom- too the tommy episode was the lat was the episode before the flashback right Yes. Yes. Well, yes. So mm-hmm. I thought that was very well done by the show, showing us Tommy's civilization and how their settlement was booming. If we're being yeah. honest, that's probably You're the right. most pleasant yeah. existence we've ever seen. And then they are just force feeding us this horrible existence of survivors who are surviving in the true sense of the word. I mean, yeah. they are. It was <laughs> conditions <laughs> are grim. A, so some yeah. pro communism shit. It was communism yeah. equals prosperity and Ooh, religion equals cannibalism. I, mean, I think they said Tommy's town has no too. leader. Hey, they said something me. at the end about how like like they had a, a woman. Like it was very purposeful that there was like a woman in a very prominent position in Tommy's settlement that was very successful, contrasted with like a man. Yeah, it was in this mm-hmm, unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. I feel like they said that. Well, make of that, that what you will. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a take on that. But they, did say <laughs> that they did say that that was that was purposeful. Mm. Though I digress, Joel 
gets to the resort, kind of stumbles upon their storehouse. He sees Ellie's backpack. He sees the dead horse. And then going through, he sees the hanging human carcasses. He's like, all right. If I thought it was bad before, now I know it's bad. I got to get our girl. Um, And that will take us back to David and James, who... David has given up trying to keep her alive and it's time to make her food, which I is thought it, crazy it, to think about. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, you're like, good. because of what you just said, they got a whole horse. Yeah. You could eat yeah, a horse. Right? Like it's yeah. dead. Just eat the horse. <laughs> like there's, yeah, there's still deer, serving up and they have deer. Yeah. There's no need. And there's three dead bodies. Like, why would you need to kill Ellie? Who's this like, I mean, little girl? Like, how much meat are we getting out of here? Well, like, they I showed don't... that it's they have a storehouse, so they can just leave it for the winter. Yeah, hey, if you're trying to survive, horse. food is food. Yeah, and if you're yeah, already you're past your there. limit, she's yeah. food now. And if she's not going to live, she's food. That's where these people gratuitous. are at. Seemed gratuitous. And obviously, he was like, all right, well, fuck, we can't keep her alive. So yeah. totally fucked up a question. But like, how many people would Ellie even feed? She's not that big. <laughs> Six, like Dave. Come on now. I mean, I mean, I'm just I saying, like, how, like, how many like, meals are they getting? Well, I'm just saying, day? like, her yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's bones. what I'm trying to encourage here is, is like, like, what's the point? Like, <laughs> you're already low. This, dude. I'm <laughs> glad none of us, like, immediately had an answer to that and was like, well, yeah. what do you think about, about it? About 12. Like, <laughs> 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 All right. So, this scene really just goes from zero to 100 quick. They rip her out of the cell. Butcher knife is cocked and Ellie plays her final card left to play. I'm infected. I'm infected. Check the arm. You can see she's always got that card to play. It's a great card, too, because everybody knows what that mark means. And she had bit David previously. So she's like, I'm infected now. And you're infected, too. David is smart enough to put like the math doesn't add up, but it kind of disorients them just enough for her to take advantage of the situation. And it's curtains for James. But Dave, you are sitting on a thought. Let me hear it. No, it's (laughs) this was just incredible because I think even in the uh, like the post credit discussions of like how they made the episode and everything. It was really cool because it didn't really process until they were talking about it. But like, I'm sitting here waiting for Joel to be the savior of the day. Like they they yeah. have her on the table. Like the knife is coming down, and mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for Joel to bust in through those doors, and he never does, which gives more credit to Ellie for getting out of here. But that was literally like when she said that because I'm thinking my whole time. But besides the fact that like, okay, Joel's got to be coming any second. Joel's coming any second. Like. If he isn't coming, like, how the fuck does she get out of this? And she literally utters the words that I couldn't. I don't even think I would have thought of in the moment there. But her saying that I'm infected and then showing the wound was genius by Ellie. I think to, for that was literally her only out, legitimately her only out, because otherwise that act that what do you call it? Machete was just coming right down for her. Dude, she got busy as hell, quick as hell with that machete. She just put yeah. that right mm-hmm. in his neck deep. Dude, that was, was like, oh, my oh, God. I loved it. I freaking loved it. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny you guys are saying machete because in the video games, it was a machete, but in this, this it was a butcher, a butcher knife, knife. Yeah, 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 which yeah. I thought made a better effect for the cannibalism angle. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. Definitely. it worked. Didn't really matter. Still a nice hacking yeah. tool. But Jimmy, yeah. thoughts on this scene? Yeah. Two things I want to say um, to your guys point. I think it was Kyle especially was saying how much of a badass Ellie has been this episode. Uh, actually, it might have been Dave or or Brian. I'll you know, one it. one of you guys. <laughs> yeah, one of you guys. <laughs> I'll um, I mean, she doesn't show any sign of like I'm scared or I need to hesitate or anything until the moment where they're about to chop her up, and she still thinks to say, "Hey, I'm infected, but I'm infected." Like 
her going, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Right there was the first time she broke at all. Yeah. And I don't want right. to go past the fact that we forgot to say the freaking amazing line when she breaks his finger. And mm. the whole time yeah. he's like, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And then as he's walking away, she's like, Ellie, you can tell him Ellie who broke your mother effing fingers, whatever yeah. it is. Like, Mike oh my drop. gosh, Mike drop, baby. That was fucking mm, loved it. I mean, Bella Ramsey destroyed this episode and she you- and, and they've been destroying every episode with every single aspect of emotions that you can think of coming out of a 14 year old girl. This one was the rage. And I mean, mm-hmm. we saw it at the end of last episode when she's smashing things up, but the rage and the wrath and her violence side, woo, man, she killed it. Yeah, both the violence sides for Joel and Ellie. We need more of it. We need more she's of learning. it. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's just continue on here. Mm-hmm. She leaves that jail cell room, whatever, and kind of goes into the restaurant area of the restaurant, you know, the seating area. (laughs) Now that you're saying saying this, did they, I guess, install that jail door in the restaurant? Like, did the steakhouse have a drunk tank? Uh, Could have been like a storage for supplies. I don't know. It's funny to think about. It wasn't like a jail cell. It was just a little fence, but served the purpose. It's the place they put people before they're going to get eaten. Like, if you do something bad, you get put in jail. Oh, okay. Like, you get the death penalty. Let's just put you right next to the cutting board. This was was intense, but I never got like a an impending like doom type of presence from David. He always felt like, not that he was necessarily acting, but like that like he wasn't truly about like or cut out for this type of life you know like not like like you would get from like a scream movie like a chase in a scream movie where like you're feeling like yeah this person is like invincible and like so powerful it was just like just kind of way in he was just kind of unraveling himself mentally versus like him mm-hmm. being like super intimidating so were you with dave and just waiting for joel to come in and save the day yeah. or yeah definitely. okay gotcha well, like I said in the beginning, this was Ellie's episode. And while he was there to collect her so she ha- could just walk out and have nothing left to do, she very much handled the entire situation. So great Ellie episode overall. But Jimmy, how were you feeling about this? Because this is a boss battle in the My video gosh. games. Her crawling yeah. around, kind of so like cool. trying to hide as the thing is just going up in Engulfed flames in the flames. background. I thought it was very well done yeah thought no, it, no i thought complaints. they did it really well yeah i have no mm. complaints as well i mean as soon as she throws the the log that's on fire the place starts going up i was like oh yep. man they're gonna give it to us and you see the smoke yep. and it's just engulfing in flames and as soon as they have her like crawling around i was like i remember crawling around as ellie that was <laughs> <Yep>. fun <laughs> it was just such a well done scene like just all the angles of just ellie like cowering and then also like kind of you can see the gears kind of turning for how she wants to like tackle the situation i just think i I see where you're coming from kyle but definitely here at least was the peak of the performance of david like just being so i guess maybe what it was was like the surrounding of flames too which kind of also probably was a representation of hell in some sense you know with like the religion and everything and like him being the devil probably in these people's like well at least in ellie's eyes rather than a god like to the other people when you think of like the other leaders that we've been introduced to like melanie linsky was definitely like 
full on anger and aggression, whereas David's been yeah. kind of passive reserved with a combination of anger. So it's kind of hard to like distinguish the two. But yeah, he seemed more like unhinged, like he had lost it versus like him being like in control of himself and like, right, like a methodical like, killer that yeah, you're expecting he was to take like, control of the situation. Just checked out like, like the way that Melanie Linsky just very calmly orders them to kill all the people in the in the cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was like, that was like, whoa, intense, like powerful moment this yeah, was just right. like a man at the end of his rope just like going crazy i mean i guess cannibalism does make you a little crazy right i don't know if that's a <laughs> yeah right and then fact I mean, or like a trope but yeah and then kyle like what you're saying too it's just whether you thought joel was going to come save her or she was going to save herself her versus david didn't feel like she couldn't handle it in that yeah. situation it was like one v one i was riding for yeah yeah and it I mean, worked I, out I totally think- better way better yeah. obviously it was the way it was supposed to work out is ellie killing him but yeah. like it was like so just way better that way than like joel mm-hmm. having to come and save her obviously it's very symbolic i mean she has the moment where she's just over and over and over and over and over and over just hacking at his face which i mean for yeah. me brought me back to the end of episode one where joel is doing the same thing to the federal guard just wailing mm-hmm. wailing wailing yes. and i was just like wow this is like I was speechless. I was like, this is so like emotionally intense. Yeah, after yeah. like five hits, I'm like, okay, is she going to stop yeah, soon? But just kept going and going. Yeah, it was fucking brutal. Cinematography-wise, it's David kind of running the show, searching for her as this place goes up in flames, evoking thoughts or imagery of hell. And then she brutally murders him, only to hell. rise in the flames. Is she kind of the new, not David, but... is Khaleesi. Is Mother she of now, dragons. Is she now entering like kind of her hell period? Is there no going back? Any shred of her juvenileness or innocence, I guess, is yeah. surely gone after this. I mean, the James and David, correct me if I'm wrong, are her first human kills confirmed, like here? Yeah, that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because she paralyzed the guy by shooting him, and that was supposed to be the big deal where Joel was not able to help her, but understood like oh gosh you're too young for this you shouldn't be dealing with this and she was you know yeah having some issues with that one now all of a sudden fast forward the time skip however many months it ends up being and now we're into the winter and she's hacking dudes about 25 times and she's chopping freaking james with a with a machete slash uh whatever butcher knife and i mean the it it was amazing because she had it i don't want to say had it together but she was a straight badass. She took care of the situation. And then as soon as she got to Joel, she broke down like anyone would. Yeah. And you have to assume it was a major, major breakdown as a 14 year old girl. But I mean, gosh, what she went through in this episode. And I said that I was wondering if it needed a little bit more time. I still think they nailed it. And I don't know if they did. I don't know if you wanted to. If you, even if it was necessary to hammer home a few more things, like the if you really wanted to hammer home the pedophile thing or really hammer home, I don't even think that there you needed anything else for the cannibalism. <laughs> well, but can, well, at least the cannib- James is honestly, calling for more cannibalism <laughs> pedophilia. Yeah. I'm, like, just saying, I'm, for me. Just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying if you wanted to show the evilness more of him. I'm actually, I'll back you up, Jimmy, in the sense that, like, wow, watching. James no, no. and David, pro <laughs> Coincidence, James and David. Yeah, but no, the one thing I will say is maybe my mind was just really slow while watching this episode, but even when I saw the ear on the ground, Ellie jumps right <laughs> to cannibalism. And I'm like, 
I thought I just assumed it was like something they were torturing someone. Like I didn't even think of cannibalism. So like yeah, to go I mean, into your again, point of like they could have and they could have and to go into your point, like they could have easily delve dove into maybe showing more body parts or something to kind of really show that it was cannibalism. Because again, for me, I saw the ear and I was like, oh, they were just torturing someone. But and then it's not until I mean, they Ellie do literally today after. Yeah. yeah, it's not until but, yeah, I, Ellie literally says that they're eating people is when I'm like, oh, and, shit, they're eating people. While you guys are saying, and I guess I was at the beginning, we could have used more at the same time. I remember Kyle said this about the pilot. This felt like one of those episodes where they just go from scene to scene to scene to scene, and there are no wasted moments of this episode. And then by the end of it, when the credits start rolling, I just had to take a deep breath and be like, wow, that was was a jam-packed like 55 minutes, whatever it was. So, you know... If you're in added... their shoes at the end, like Ellie's Absolutely. emotional release. Like I was sharing it with. Yeah, her. Oh, like, I have literally I have chills right now just thinking about that scene. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that might have been the best acting of the episode is when she finally walked out and like Joel grabs her from behind, just like mentally drained, emotionally drained. She spent yeah. all of her existence on the past 15 minutes of screen time. She She couldn't muster up anything else. She could just like flail and be flail. like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. And it's Joel. He's like, and he says, I got you, baby girl. Like, oh, like, baby now girl. it's now it's my turn. You done good. Like, baby let's girl. just get the blanket over you and get you home. Her eyes were telling so much in this in this few seconds here of her acting. Like you could see him being emotionless to thank God you're fucking here, Joel. Like just the, the facial acting from Bella Ramsey. This episode was incredible. And even now just talking about I, I again, I have chills in my arms because that scene, it was just so good hearing Joel say baby girl. We hadn't heard that since episode one. I think Ooh. like mm-hmm. it's yeah. been a mm-hmm. minute. So I it was perfect fucking ending to an incredible episode. And it just really evoked a lot of emotions out of me for sure. All right. I mean, that's that's all we got. Any lasting thoughts from uh, James or Kyle? I'm just so curious to see what type of scene they choose to start next episode with. I don't like I don't think we're going to jump like right into where we left off. So I'm really going to be watching for Ellie's demeanor. Like you said, like it's it's really not going back from this. It has to impact her in some way. It would be weird Mm -hmm. and wrong Mm and way too noticeable if it didn't have some level of impact on her. So going into a season finale What's Ellie's mental state going to be like? What kind of irreparable damage has been done? Not that I want to see negative you know, outcomes for her. Just like the realism kind of has to be there for us. And just, Joel, man, what is, is he going to have like a crash off this penicillin? Like, is he good to go now? Like, is just kind of where he's at? I'm interested to see that. Yeah. When you say all that, it's just for me, it's like we have so much left in this finale episode, episode that I feel baby. like we need to cover. Like, are we going to see Tommy next episode? Do you think like it better, I, it better be a buck 15, a buck 20? No, yeah. well, I'm sorry, bro, but it's 43 minutes. What? No way. Something like that. Yeah, that's insane. I have to. I can confirm, but it's somewhere in the 40s. Dude, I, again, I'm like flabbergasted. So I'm based off that. I have to assume no for Tommy. Like, like we rescued Tommy. So that <laughs> yeah, we did that, a great job rescuing Tommy. <laughs> that, quest, <laughs> that quest has been checkmarked. The next quest was to get to the university to meet up with the Firefly. So I guess that's still the mission where we're at. Is like yeah. we got to still get them to the Salt Fireflies. Lake. Salt Lake. He's still trying to be the cure. There must be another time skip. The I'm guessing. Yeah, I can so, see a time skip confirmed 43 minutes. That's Ew, that crazy. pisses me off. I brought honestly. this up in the beginning of the episode. 
And it's not a spoiler to say, like, I'm really wondering how they're going to do this. Yeah. To your point, Kyle, you want to see what happens. And it's a fair point. Like, you, you need to know how Ellie reacts to the situation. She just broke down fully. Like, you could expect someone to be, like, in a comatose state, you know, just psychologically for, like, weeks after dealing with this. But is there going to be a time skip? Are they going to have to just pretend like... I don't know. Let's just move forward and really just time skip or just jump to the next part of the of the story and get to the finale episode. Yeah, I feel like they have it's to just get to something, man. Forty three minutes. We got to fucking hit the ground running, and, baby. And here's the thing: like I and again, I'm gonna choose my words carefully, but they said that they wanted this to end with the end of game one. That was gonna be my question. I'm right starting there. to wonder if they're going to just leave a cliffhanger like i don't maybe they won't actually end it from the end of of game one in a certain way i feel like they have to i don't know how you would cliffhang us but i do want to say that neil Druckmann came out and they did say it's and bella ramsey said that it's a divisive divisive is that right divisive divisive Divisive. <laughs> Say it that's again. Saying the, no, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had a teacher like David, you would remember that. I'm just okay, but, Dave. Um, I'm gonna ping pong this to you because this is related. But do you think? Joel, oh, so you're not even gonna let me freaking fix myself. You're gonna no. make me look like an asshole. No, it's on, way on funnier that way. It's so much more fun when you keep it in. I said, what did I what did I call the jail door a nor? <laughs> <laughs> a dar, a dar, a dar. Yeah. A dar. yeah, I don't know where. Yeah, what an idiot from. saying. I was dar, thinking dude. of the bars, like visualizing them yeah. in my head, and then just that came out. I but was thinking of division signs and stuff. And- <laughs> Dave, do you think Joel makes it out of season one? Yes, uh, I think we've already had the scare of him having the the NDE, so I think it'd be too soon for us to get another one. So I'll say I think he's going to live. But if we're I'm talking so season two, home. I don't even know. <laughs> I, but it, it just feels like I'm just of the mind that he's like, I feel like they're setting us up for like showing Ellie's growth and that she can kind of what she would be like on her own. But like, yeah, you're right. I, I would agree. I, I before this episode, I would have said that he definitely wasn't going to make it out of the season. But it feels like it feels unfair to like have him recover fully yeah. like after you know we've had two it'll be two episodes at this point basically where he was somewhat incapacitated and then he recovers and then in a and 45 then 43 minute finale he dies <laughs> from another type yeah, of situation yeah. feels like he actually be, dies from falling off a ledge yeah, i would feel like that would be unfair <laughs> but i don't know man I, I have no idea what they can do with it i'm gonna i'll just for the fun of it guess the opposite and say that he's gone i'm gonna cry i don't know i'm what gonna to cry expect. it's an interesting it's an interesting thought that they decided to go nine and not 10 episodes and we'll see how they do. I mean, they've been killing it for the first eight episodes. So I, I trust them. It's, so, but again, it's, it, there's a lot to go. So without spoiling anything, it just feels like it. But again, I would have said that this episode could have had more time based on the gameplay and they nailed it. So who am I to freaking say? They could do it in one episode, especially how they've done all the other previous stuff. That's why I'm not too worried because they have nailed the pacing. And like Jimmy said, they could cut it like, oh, very close to the ending of the actual game, but not really do everything. Maybe Mm -hmm. just leave a little 
bit of information uh, to start off season two. I don't know. I'm I'm really not too worried about it, only because they have earned our trust with yeah. regards to pacing. This has been a phenomenal show, so who cares? They're they're killing yeah. it. To be as cryptic as possible, I'm just wondering out loud to Brian what could be divisive. <laughs> that would be a choice, and that's all I need to say because we can't talk it out. We'll talk it out next episode, maybe, depending yeah. on if it actually gives us the ending. Because if they don't give us the ending, then we can't talk about it till season two because that would be spoiling. So we'll see. You're so right, though, Jimmy. It's like, why not just ten episodes? <laughs> why? Why, yeah. why? Nine is just weird. But Thrones right. had ten, and until the end, till they got they threw the a end. fucking six episode season at us, which looking back is just an insane thought to think about. Dude, that is totally D and D just being like, get us the hell <laughs> so out of ridiculous. here. You know what? They disgusted all of us, and I'm not even going to waste any time for this yeah. podcast fair, fair, for fair, fair, for fair. our hatred of yeah. how that. HBO has, wrapped. HBO has really moved on spectacularly, though, because mm. I mean, yes, yes, this yes. show has been killing it. House of the Dragon yep. was fantastic. I just started watching Succession. I'm watching season two. Succession's a great show as well. So they have, if you want to say recovered well post Thrones, I think they've definitely done it. Well, same and with I, Bella mm-hmm, and Pedro mm-hmm. specifically. They, oh, my gosh. And also that'll true. be my last comment is if anyone still <laughs> hates on Belly Ramsey's performance, get the fuck out of our podcast yeah. because yeah. we stand Bella Ramsey as as Ellie. Awards are coming. Awards are coming. Yeah. And that is oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is a great statement to end this episode on. That is going to wrap up the penultimate episode of The Last of Us season one, episode eight. We got we got a big finale locked and loaded for next week. And I can't wait to just talk about the season as a whole with everybody. I feel like there's been conversations that we might invite the whole seven of us, the Bingetown TV crew to maybe just dissect this season as a whole, give our hot takes, et cetera, et cetera. So keep an eye out for that. Like I said, at the beginning, March is a big month for Bingetown TV. We got the Mandalorian. We just did our first episode of that Uh, shadow and bone and yellow jackets are going to premiere uh, about midway through March. So, those all three of those shows are very easy binges kyle has a thought also there's there's behind the scenes talk of uh, succession episodes as well so if you Ah. like your hbo and succession we might be doing something with that as well and be ready for that attack on titan drop also true also true also Guys, true. what we're trying to say is there's a <laughs> lot on the horizon. Yeah. You can find all of it on bingetowntv.com or you could just save yourself the hassle. Hasso, Ted Hasso. <laughs> also true. Ted Lasso yes, coming yes, back. We'll be Ted doing Lasso's an episode on that. Yes. Dar, Hasso, um, and what was Jimmy's device? Divisive. 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 We're all idiots. We're podcasters who don't know how to speak, clearly. Uh, so we're going to give it another shot next week. Same yeah. time, same place. You guys better be there. As always, if you like what you heard, give Finchtown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.